Chevron deference, Congress needs more expertise to write better laws. Matthew Agulzia's six to eight minutes, blank. The long-standing conservative effort to weaken the administrative state reached the Supreme Court last week. If conservatives really wanted to reduce the power of executive agencies, however, then they would look not to the courts but to Congress, and give the legislative branch the money and resources it deserves. Some background, Ronald Reagan's election in 1980 meant that the administrative apparatus that expanded greatly during the New Deal and the Great Society was under the control of a president who was ideologically conservative. The Supreme Court of the time, mostly Republican appointees, came up with the doctrine of Chevron deference, which gave Reagan e. RAR executive branch officials wide discretion to rewrite rules and interpret statutes in line with their understanding of the public interest. In practice, this meant that Reagan could shift regulatory policy to the right without having to go through the muss and fuss of repealing all the old statutes. Twelve years later, when Bill Clinton was elected, deference had the opposite implication, all owing a democratic administration to advance progressive policy by using old laws to write new rules rather than trying to overcome the cumbersome 60-vote hurdle in the Senate for new legislation. Coincidentally or not, as the practical effect of deference has shifted from, good for the right, to, good for the left, the conservative bloc on the Supreme Court has developed grave new doubts about the doctrine and, judging from last week's oral arguments, now seems inclined to sharply limit it. Ostensibly, of course, this is not about policy but about principle. The critics of the administrative state deem this form of policymaking to be less democratic than changes made by a specific act of Congress. This argument has always struck me as a little too cute. Executive branch agencies change. Rules in response to presidential elections, not the machinations of unelected bureaucrats. For all Donald Trump's whining about the deep state, for example, his administration did significant rule rewriting in a more market-friendly direction. To the extent he was stymied in this effort, it was by losing cases in court. Policy would have shifted even more in his direction if the judiciary had been more deferential. The political subtext of the legal debate over deference is that it's harder to pass new laws than it is to win a presidential election. More deference to the administrative state means more policy change, less deference means less. Conservatives have turned against deference because they perceive themselves to be on a political losing streak. Change, if it happens, is like lie to go in a direction they don't like, the opposite of how they saw things in the 1980s. As a political forecast, only time will tell. As a matter of substance, though, for Congress to take the reins of policymaking back from the executive branch, it will need to have far greater expertise and capability. Because the executive branch of government, whatever may be said about it, has a lot of p. People who make decent salaries who are capable of close analysis of a wide range of problems. Congressional staffs are smaller, make less money, and are burdened with constituent service and district work. They are generally not capable of writing detailed rules. When Democrats put the Inflation Reduction Act together, for example, they didn't specify exactly how hydrogen tax credits would work or whether federal subsidies should apply to leased Korean electric vehicles. Instead, they kicked these questions over to the executive branch, not out of some abstract preference for administrative discretion, but because they lacked the time and resources to get answers themselves. If anything, their incentive was to be as precise as possible in order to entrench their ideas against future GOP administrations. If they wanted policies that would work, they knew they would have to defer to the agencies. The relative paucity of legislative resources is a fact of life, but it's not a law of nature. 
In Brussels, the European Union's executive branch drafts fully fleshed out legislative proposals that are then submitted to the European Parliament for consideration. Members then amend the P. Reposals and vote on them. The process results in detailed laws that don't leave a lot of room for European Commission discretion, precisely because the bureaucrats gave their input on the front end. In the US, of course, the federal government is defined by its separation of powers. So if Congress wants to draft detailed legislative proposals independently of the executive branch, what it needs is more, and more senior, staffers. The Congressional Budget Office already exists to provide this kind of analytic capacity in the specific area of budgeting, and it's extremely influential. The SIBO's existence came out of Nixon-era conflicts between Congressional Democrats and the GOP-controlled White House, but later Republican majorities have found it valuable as well. Nixon-era Democrats also created an Office of Technology Assessment to provide similar expert-level assessments of scientific and technical issues. OTA helped congressional liberals in their clashes with Reagan-era uses of executive discretion, which led then-Speaker Newt Gingrich to abolish it when Republicans took control of Congress in 1995. For Congress to genuinely govern, rather than kick stuff over to the ex- Executive branch, it will need more offices like the OTA, as well as larger budgets for members and committees. Spending more money on Congress itself is never a popular idea. But the fiscal burden of greater staff salaries is minuscule compared to the importance of the job. Even relative to its current responsibilities, Congress is underfunded, understaffed and overly reliant on lobbyists and oath. Our outsiders for the analytic work it cannot do itself. If America is serious about shifting policymaking responsibility from the executive to the legislative branch, it needs to invest more in Congress.